Good morning, I am Charlie Ungemach, the founder and curator of the Gird Up Podcast, and you're listening to Saturday Morning Coffee. This is a true Saturday morning coffee. I usually record these sometime during the week, but this one was just a busy one, so I'm recording it on Saturday morning. I hope it's early enough for you. Uh, I actually am drinking my Saturday morning coffee while I make this, so I hope you're having a good morning just like I am. Uh, all kinds of exciting things today. <laughs> I've got, actually, i got to sit through uh, CPR and, and uh and first aid training all day today, but it'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, anyway, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, make sure you're following us on social media. I hope that you uh, join our Facebook community. It's called the Gird Up Community on Facebook. Uh, it's a good place for men to get together, learn from each other, talk to each other, build relationships with each other, find other opportunities to encourage each other as men. If you want to support this podcast financially, which does make a huge difference, uh, makes a big difference in the quality of the content we create, the different avenues we can pursue. If you want to support us financially, you can do so on Pippa. Nope, you can't. You can do that on Patreon. There we go. You can do it on Patreon. That information is at the end of the podcast. Or you can do that via like advertising or sponsorships. Let us know what uh, you want to do. If that's up your alley, just go ahead and get a hold of me. Uh, you can email me, get me on social media, whatever it might be. And show your love, show your support for the podcast. This podcast is going to be sponsored by Him and Her Worship because I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to put a little plug in for one of their new songs later in this episode because it ties right in. It ties really well. So um, I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. Let's dig into the Word today on Saturday Morning Coffee. Hello. This is Seth and Jenna Herlick, and we are also known as Him and Her Worship. We are also the creators of the What Do I Know podcast, where we talk about life while having very little life experience ourselves. We are a normal couple, passionate about lighting hearts on fire for Jesus, who just happened to play music. We write our own original worship music, and we play in churches all around the country, and we'd love to connect with you. We have lots of ways for you to do that. On Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify, we are at Him and Her Worship. And we have a website, and we are himandherworship.com. Also, check out our podcast at Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. God bless you. Thanks so much for your time, and we cannot wait to meet you in person. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you've joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. All right, fellas, let's dig into it today. <laughs> if you uh, know me, you know I love Instagram. You know that's my, it's both my, uh, one of my favorite ways to advertise for the podcast, and it's pretty effective, actually, in doing so. Um, but it's also one of my greatest weaknesses because I will sit on there for hours. I love the memes. Um, it, it was actually designed by, I think it was Stanford scientists or like neuroscientists to be as addictive as possible. And they certainly did that. Um, and I often will delete it off my phone, particularly during the week so that I can't, I can't be distracted by it. 
when I find myself going down the click hole, uh, I just have to get rid of it for a while so I get back to normal and get back to life and <laughs> kind of can see the forest through the trees for a little while and take a little bit of a social media fast. Um, but one of my favorite things about Instagram is how easy it is to share what you're doing and what you love with other people who are doing similar things and love similar things. And there's hashtags on there if you've never used it before. There's hashtags on there and you can click on a hashtag and you see the things that are going on. There's two hashtags that I look at all the time, like I'm constantly looking at them. There's a teacher life hashtag, so hashtag teacher life. Uh, so you click on that and you see what all these other teachers are doing. And a lot of times it's not just stuff going on in a classroom. It's stuff going on outside the classroom. So what teachers are doing outside of the classroom, either <laughs> to celebrate a good week or, you know, like falling asleep on the couch on a Friday night or and, you know, all these kind of relatable things that I can relate to because it's part of my personal experience. The other one I look at a lot is beard life. Um, I'll just click on it and you go through and you see all these guys with different beards and they, all the different tips on how to keep it clean and how to, you know, style it and all that kind of good stuff. And then there's always, you know, the, the ego feeders um, where either you're looking at somebody else and you go, man, my beard's better than that. Or you look at it and they're talking about like how much girls love beers and blah, blah, blah. Whether it's true or not, um, it's, it's fun to look at them. It's fun to, fun to peruse through the different things that are on social media. Um, but most of the time, not most of the time, a lot of the times, there's a lot of people that use those hashtags to complain. So they, they complain about how hard it is. They complain about how itchy your beard is. They complain about how miserable the kids are. How They complain about all the, the worst parts of living life with a beard or all the worst parts of living life as a teacher. And they complain and they whine and they gripe and, and they talk about all the negative things. And that's anything but encouraging. And it's anything but fun. Like It's not fun. It just drives everybody down. It just, you know, makes everybody sad. And I can't help but think to myself sometimes, like, you picked this life. <laughs> like, you don't have to be a teacher. You don't, you can shave if you want to. Like, you don't have to live this way. If you really hate it that much, then stop doing it. Um, you're just punishing yourself. And I think in reality, they probably don't hate it as much as they say. I think we catch each other in bad moods, and it's easy to express ourselves online and say things that we either don't really mean or, or to exaggerate our situations. Um, but the reality is these are lifestyles that we have chosen. This is the way we want to live. This is the way we choose to live. I connect that to uh, what I was reading in Isaiah the other day. I've been reading through the book of Isaiah uh, front to back, which is not an easy read. It's pretty hefty, and there's a lot of – it's been called the fifth gospel, and it's, and it's true. There is a lot of gospel in there, but there's also a whole lot of threats. God, God tells a whole lot of nations exactly what their downfall is going to be and exactly how terrible that downfall is going to be. Well, one of those pictures, though, he's talking – I don't – I don't even remember which, which nation he's talking about. It doesn't really matter. But at one point in Isaiah chapter 20, he tells Isaiah to strip naked, take off his sandals, and walk around with his cheeks bared. So like with his buttocks bared. For, and he walks around like he's a prophet of God. And he walks around like that. Not for a day or two, not for a couple of hours, or not like during a special event. But he does that for three years. And if you've ever, if you're familiar with the, the climate and the weather in Palestine, this was... They didn't have sunscreen, you know, like they, and then, and then the embarrassment of just being naked everywhere, like not even a slave. You don't even get to wear the clothes that a slave would wear, right? There is no comfort in that. And he had to do that for three years. And why? Because God wanted to teach some people a lesson. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. How about Ezekiel? Um, God told Ezekiel to bake bread over 
So you've heard of Ezekiel bread, right? But if you've ever actually read the story behind Ezekiel bread, they miss out on one of the important details of Ezekiel bread here. Ezekiel had to bake the bread over dung. He had to bake the bread over poop. So the fire that he used to bake the bread was poop, burning poop. And he had to eat that bread. It's disgusting. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely nuts. Or or Hosea, this might be the most gut-wrenching of them all. Not maybe not I don't it's just ugh. Hosea was told by God to go marry a prostitute. And some people argue maybe she wasn't a prostitute, but there's no arguing that she was a whore and she was a wayward woman. God said, go marry her. And so he goes and he marries her. And his, his two children's names are um, not loved and not my, not my people. That's what he names his kids. And then at one point she leaves him and goes back to her wayward ways. Like she doesn't even stick with him. And then he has to go and she ends up in like a slave market and he has to go and buy her back is to go and redeem her. And it's a beautiful picture of what God does for us uh, as his prodigal children. But it's even, you think about the real life of this. Like he didn't, I, I don't know if if, if uh, Hosea really got the picture <laughs> the way we do reading it a thousand, couple thousand years later. The, for Hosea, this was very real. Like he's married to a whore. And it, their first time together is not her first time. And he's not the only you know, man who gets to love her. And that's a, and he knew that that's a hard life to live. It's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit crazy to make that commitment. I I like to think though, that, uh, that they kind of knew what they were getting in. See, they didn't know. They didn't know what they were getting into. Um, but if you look at if you look at Isaiah's calling, when God called Isaiah, Isaiah has this vision um, where he's you know he's in the holy of holies and there's angels singing and and they're praising God and God the, he hears the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send and who will go for us?" I have a message to get out there. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah doesn't hesitate. He says, "Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Send me." Isaiah didn't like hesitate. He just said, here am I, send me. He didn't work out a contract negotiation and make sure he was getting compensated appropriately for the amount of risk that he was going to take on or any of that kind of stuff. He didn't go join a union and make sure that you know he gets what, what's fair. He, <laughs> he didn't check on like the duties and responsibilities and make sure it was compatible with the lifestyle that he wanted to lead. He just said, here am I, send me. He, he didn't even like wait and uh, weigh the pros and cons. He didn't say, I got to sow my wild oats first. I'll turn to the Lord later. He said, here am I, send me. And he went, he wrote a blank check to God and he said, I will follow where you lead. I will go where you will. Use me as you will. There's a lot of people that look at that and say, that's a crazy way to live. And honestly, it is a little bit of a crazy way to live. It's a crazy way to live because you don't know where you're going and you don't know what God's going to ask you to do. Um, I don't think we like that, that lifestyle. I think that terrifies us from, because from the time we're kids, it's all about fighting for control, right? Like I learned to read and write so that I can have a future and do the things that I want to do. I study hard so that I can go to college. I work hard so that I can get a promotion and that cushy office can be mine. And none of those things are evil things. Those are all good things. And those are things we should be working towards. Uh, And these things, like these things are not evil at all. They're good. And they serve a purpose. And our industriousness in, in, in pursuing those things provides us with greater freedom, greater mobility, more opportunities, and even more opportunities to serve our Heavenly Father. But I, I'm not sure that we know always exactly where we're going here. I don't think we have a clear objective in mind and we know where we're going when we're chasing after these things. We're on a highway and we don't have a map. If you've ever road tripped and ended up lost, 
You know that feeling, right? Being on a highway without a map. Many of us are covering a lot of ground. We're making good time, but we don't know where we're going. I had a bus driver once. It was, it was on a Vanguard tour, so it was a marching band tour. And uh, we were in, we were supposed to be, <laughs> we were supposed to be in Boston. And there was construction, and then somebody took a wrong turn, and then the, like we couldn't get cell phone coverage. And at one point, um, we ended up in the wrong state, which isn't as hard to, to do out there on the East Coast. It's a little bit easier to wander into the wrong state. Um, but we ended up in the wrong state. And one of the directors looked over at, at uh, the guy driving the bus. His, his name is, uh, is Wendell. There we go. His name is Wendell. And they looked at Wendell and said, Wendell, do you know, uh, do you know where we're going? And he goes, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm making good time. And we all laughed and we chuckled, but that's the way a lot of people live. They don't know where they're going, but they're making good time. We have no idea where we're going. And well, we might have like a vague idea of what success might look like out in the distance, right? Like, so we have an idea. We have this vague, vague picture. Like we know what our dream job might be or what we would like to do or, you know, like what, uh, what we think the future might possibly hold for us. But in reality, like we're lost. We don't know where we're going. We're driving blind. And we're hoping that at some point along the way, there might be some sort of like vision that comes to us or that we might find some direction before it's too late and we end up in the right way, right? That, to me, is a crazy way to live. That, that's the real crazy way to live. We don't, we don't need to live that way as Christian men. We don't need to live that way at all. We know where we're going and what the end game is, but we don't know how to get there. We don't know the route, Right? We know where we're going. We don't know how to get there. It's the opposite of the way the world lives. The world likes to know where, like they have a plan, but they don't know where they're going to end up. We know what the end game is. We know where the end of the road is, but we don't know our route. We have a general idea, but we don't know the route. So whether you want to think of Jesus as your co-pilot, or you've all seen the bumper stickers with Jesus is my co-pilot. Whether you want to think of Jesus as your co-pilot, or the one I think of Jesus as your, as your GPS, I think it's a good analogy um, to look at, at us being on a highway. Um, because God, first of all, God's got a plan, and we got to trust him and follow that plan. It's a good metaphor because Jesus can see the road ahead. He sees things that we don't see. He knows what's going on you know, over the next hill. He can see the road ahead, and he can direct us appropriately. He also knows the che- checkpoints and pit stops that he wants to take along the way, right? Uh, if you've ever taken a road trip, you know that sometimes you want to take a little side road and whether it's to get gas and rest um, or whether it's to see an attraction or just to you know, see the view or take a scenic route, sometimes we veer off the path for good reasons and we do, it's the right thing to do. Um, God has some of those for us. He has places, he has checkpoints along the way for us. He has things he wants us to experience. But we're not going to hit those checkpoints if we don't follow him. We're not going to see those things he wants us to see and do those things he wants us to do if we don't follow his route. Um, he, God might not take you on the easiest route. He might not take you on the, the easy, obvious way, um, but he will take you the way that best serves you and best serves the kingdom. He guarantees that. He promises that again and again. Um, and, and we also, keeping with that the GPS or, or co-pilot theme, God also has the ability to reroute. Um, I have a free will. There's, there, I'm the one driving the car. My foot is on the gas pedal and my hands are on the wheel. And I can choose whichever route I want to take. I can go down the highway and just drive a straight line if I want to. But I don't know what traffic's going to be in the way. I don't know if the road's closed. I don't know, I don't know any of that. Uh, I, could be, I could take blue highways and gen, drive in a generally right direction. But 
you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know where the road's going to end. I also don't know if my end is going to be on the major highway or if it's going to have to take an exit somewhere and I'm not going to know which exit to take. I don't know the whole route. Um, and I can take whatever route I want, but at some point I'm going to have to look at the GPS and I'm going to have to follow what it says because I'm going to, in order to get where I need to go. Uh, it's like it's like going to visit somebody's house and you, you've never been to their house before and you know it's in this city or you know it's you know on this street, but you don't know what the number address is. You don't know exactly what it looks like. You don't know and you need guidance to get there. You can't get there without any help or without any guidance. So at some point, you're going to have to turn to Jesus and say, lead me where you want me to go if you're ever going to get to that end game, right? The other reality is, my own decisions, because like, I am not perfect and I do not always follow <laughs> the route that God has laid out for me. So my own decisions and pitfalls and failures, my wanderings, um, they, they might make the road longer and they might make the road uh, darker or more frustrating. And, and frankly, sometimes there are, like, there are people who choose not to drive the road anymore, not to drive the route. They just go their own way. But as long as I put my trust in my heavenly father. He will still guide me home. I might take the long way home. <laughs> I might by my own sinful nature, by my own thinking or choosing, um, take the wrong route, but I can still turn to my heavenly father. I'm not condemning myself because I'm sinful. God knew I was going to be sinful. He knew I was going to sin. He knew I was going to lose my way at times. So turn to Jesus, put your trust back into him, write him that blank check again and say, Lord, I will follow where you lead. The key to all this is surrender, right? And I think that's the theme through all of it is the idea of surrender. Will I be willing to follow where Jesus leads? And if I have a history of not following where Jesus leads, it doesn't mean I'm condemned and that I'm helpless and hopeless. I can still turn to Jesus. It's not too late as long as the car is still moving, right? As long as I'm, as long as, as long as I'm still alive, as long as I'm still living and breathing, I can turn to my Heavenly Father and I can say, lead me. I will follow where you lead. And the reality is if I surrender to God and say, lead me and guide me, it might not be the fastest, easiest route, but it's going to be the best route for me. He's going to lead me through things and take me to see things and do things that I never thought or imagined. But the only way to get there is to follow him and to choose to follow him above my own intuition, above my own longings and desires. Following Jesus isn't the crazy route. To, following Jesus is not the crazy way to live. Choosing not to follow Jesus, choosing to take my own way, taking my eyes off the prize, um, trying to find my own route to the destination, that's crazy. And it's only going to lead to frustration and eventually death. Following the route, following the guiding and prompting of the Spirit is going to lead me home. And it's going to be a great an incredible and beautiful journey on the way. Um, the reason I brought up uh, him and her worship earlier today is they have a new song out. It's called Follow Where You Lead, and they have a music video and everything to go along with it. I would go check it out if I were you. Go find their website or go type it into YouTube, Follow Where You Lead by him and her worship. It's a great song. It's a wonderful piece of worship. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, go, go listen to that and kick off your Saturday just like that, and I think you're going to have a wonderful day today. Uh, God bless you all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my ramblings. I pray that the Lord continues to bless you and continues to bless men all over the world with this message of hope and peace. 
um, this gospel that says, I know who I am. I know my role as a man of God, and I'm going to pursue it with my whole heart. God's blessings, guys. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.